0: Live from the Great White North, this is the Canadian Investor, where you take control of your own portfolio and gain the confidence you need to succeed in the markets. Hosted by Braden Dennis and Simon Belanger. The Canadian Investor Podcast. It is May 1st, 2021. I'm Braden Dennis. Simon, what's going on, man? What a week of earnings. Uh, lots of news coming out.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we were, we've were we been texting a lot of this week because it seems like one earning release after the other, specific, especially for big tech, it's been uh, quite unbelievable. Um, who would have known the law of big numbers, right? I don't think uh, it applies for big tech.
0: It just doesn't make sense. I mean, how underpriced were these companies five years ago if anyone were, pre- were to predict the kind of sustained growth that these companies would produce. So we'll get into some of those, like for big tech especially, but for companies in the trillion dollar club to be reporting revenue, earnings, and free cash growth, like early stage growth companies for their size and their profitability is kind of crazy and um after we've done this I'm, I'm curious to hear your kind of thoughts because they're producing gobs of cash like what are you gonna do with this much cash like what does apple do with this much cash i guess just buy back stock right like what do they do with it it's just a it's so much
1: mm-hmm. yeah exactly and i would say though for uh A lot of these like big tech, I think it'll be interesting just to look at, uh, you know, 2021, but 2022, because I'm sure there was some uh, growth that was pulled forward because of the pandemic. So I think it'll be a very interesting thing to look at how they actually, you know, in the next couple of years, how that continues to grow or maybe it kind of slows down. I really have no idea. But I mean, so far, so good. Right. Uh, Specifically, if we start off with Apple, um, the revenue has been up. 54% 54% year over year from Q1 2021 to Q1 at 2020.
0: So um, what are your thoughts on that? That's that's a lot, man. 54%. I'll, I'll go into some of the segments here and, and just some fun little facts about how much money this company's making. But yeah, do you want to touch on the, the buyback program? Yeah, so they actually, so
1: they had an existing buyback program. They increased it to $90 billion. Um, They also increased their dividend to 7%. Uh, Personally, I would have liked a little more of an increase in dividend, even if it meant buying back shares a bit less. And let's keep in mind that uh, they've approve a 90 billion increase in share buybacks doesn't mean that they will buy back that much but they have approved that the board has approved it Um, they had 24 billion in operating cash flow for q1 um, and significant free cash flow i don't have the metrics right in front of me right now Um, chip shortage though is something to look at for apple specifically because they had uh, huge increases in sales uh, that you'll go into more detail for some of their products but uh, chip Shortage um, specifically is something to keep an eye on for Apple 2021 and potentially 2022.
0: So one of their best performing segments was their Mac computers, the, the new laptops, the MacBook Pros, MacBook Airs, doing so well. You know, all this time later, such an old product now, still growing so fast, gaining more market share. And I think... My prediction is that this segment did so well so they did 9.1 billion uh for the mac segment which is up 70 percent year over year and it's because they started making their own chips like the m1 chip that they're throwing in the new macbook pros um and now they're saying that the m2 chip which would be the second version of their own chip for the new macbook pros for the 2021 mac releases the performance and the battery life and, and all the specs that come with these new laptops, and because they're being powered by this new chip, it's just like Apple just has the secret sauce for excellence. Like everything they do, they do well. And the, ch- the new chips is no, no exception to that rule. So you're seeing like just crazy growth in that segment. So good for them the iPhone up 65%, just everything is good. I mean, how do you find something bad other than maybe the, the upcoming chip shortage and the, the chip shortage that we've seen? At Taiwan's semiconductor probably going to continue to be a benefactor of, of what's going on. Uh, so I just wanted to pull some fun little facts about the AirPods revenue versus top tech companies. So AirPods does more revenue than the following companies: Adobe, Nvidia, AMD, Spotify, Square, Twitter, Snap, and Shopify. <laughs> Just the AirPods segment, like AirPods, does more than Spotify, uh, Twitter, and 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 uh, Snapchat combined. Like, how do you even comprehend that?
1: I mean, I think it just speaks to the ecosystem and the brand loyalty that they've really created over time. And obviously, Warren Buffett loves Apple. It's probably his only it's his only um, stock that is really tech or I think he has a few more now, but it was his first big plunge in in tech. And uh, we can see why, because they have a big moat and they do have customer loyalty. And that ecosystem is really uh, something to uh, that is the envy of a lot of different tech companies um the one last thing about apple that i just uh, just came to mind that uh, people will need to keep an eye on uh the eu just announced uh, this week that uh they are um i can't remember if they're suing apple but for antitrust practices for the apple app store which they get really high margins i really don't know what it's gonna come uh what's gonna come from that exactly but something to keep an eye on because there might be some more and more governments uh, and I'm sure they'll kind they'll come to some type of agreement regarding that but something to keep an eye on because there's a lot of businesses that have apps on the apps or that have been complaining about Apple just taking that big share.
0: I will say every time that big technology companies uh, are in the news and trading lower on antitrust rules has typically been a great time to buy the stock yeah <laughs> so. yeah i mean apple's yeah, right. basically
1: flat this week right so that's, that's yeah. probably an indication right there yeah
0: exactly i mean yeah it's every i mean historically so far every time it's been a good time to buy the stock all right uh let's talk about google alphabet Go for it. yeah <laughs> alphabet uh revenue rose 34 percent. again that is crazy to me that this company's growing still so fast uh, they reported a revenue of $44.68 billion, a significant rise from $33 billion in the same quarter last year. Now, I am very bullish on Google. It's probably the one I would prefer to own for the long term. It's just such a great company, They're like the gatekeeper of the internet. And YouTube is a beast. Like, YouTube is an actual beast. It did $6 billion uh, for the quarter, up 49% from a year ago. And uh, there's a report from Pew, whatever they are, I guess they some internet company. It said that uh, the platform saw usage grow 73% um, and already 81% from the quarter before in 2021. And uh, they said it is the, pan- the biggest pandemic winner in terms of social media sites, according to this report. I mean... I watch a lot of YouTube, both from an educational perspective, from an entertainment perspective, and I know I'm not alone on that. Uh, This is a beast of an acquisition way, way back when, and YouTube continues to get it done for Google. Yeah, I remember when they bought
1: them for uh, one point six five billion in two thousand six? <laughs> that looks like a a steal of a deal. Obviously, they they've really grown the business over time, but um, just looking back, uh, that's insane thinking. They uh, they bought it for that price, and now it compares to Netflix in terms of of revenue. And if I personally had to choose between um you know the different services the one i would get definitely netflix and youtube are right up there the other ones i have a few more i have disney plus and a couple more i would be fine getting rid of if i had to choose but youtube and netflix to me are the two uh two services i have to keep. are
0: you on spotify or like apple music uh, yeah, i am on spotify um okay, so yeah. spotify is
1: the other one uh but in terms of video streaming youtube and video netflix, streaming the right rest, yeah is, I think I could give
0: nice, them all yeah. up Except for Spotify Which yeah. may be why I'm so bullish on the stock um, Okay, do you want to uh, Okay, before we, we Let's uh, talk about the ad counterpart Facebook earnings Big blue Daily active users were up 8% And revenues were up 46% What is Like how? Like every time we think that this company can't keep growing so fast. It does. Mark Zuckerberg is only 36 years old. Is that the bull case just right then and there? I mean, this guy is only 36 years old. He's going to do so much more compounding over his time period or his, or his lifetime. And this company growing 46% on revs. Um, and th- as much as the narrative is that everyone's deleting Facebook, uh, daily active users suggest otherwise so focus on the numbers here not the narrative and facebook still looks extremely cheap from a like price to free cash flow perspective the free cash flow yield is still very cheap for a company growing this fast um so that's my two cents anyways what happened over at uh big old amazon
1: yeah amazon uh, had a pretty pretty good quarter I'm um, just uh, that's probably the understatement <laughs> of the year <laughs> They actually exceeded their um, their guidance uh, for sales in Q1. So it was they had a bracket, and uh, they came up at 108 billion in net sales. So surpassed guidance, 44 percent increase year over year for a company as big as Amazon. Um, Amazon Web Services sells up 30 uh, percent, 32 percent year over year, which is crazy because it's starting to be a very significant part of the business. 200 plus million prime members worldwide 44% year over year online sales increase obviously a lot of that came because of the COVID-19 pandemic 69% increase in operating cash flow uh to 67 million versus 39.7 million that's over the trailing 12 months so not q1 free cash flow of 26.4 billion versus 24 billion for the trailing 12 months that's a 8% increase keep in mind it might not sound as big but Amazon does reinvest a lot of money in the business ad sales that's really impressive uh, went up to 6.9 billion for uh, q1 versus 3.9 billion for last year and that's a 76% increase year over year so really Amazon is firing on all cylinders. Um, I'm not. I'm a shareholder. I'm not too concerned that Jeff Bezos will be, um, uh, will be taking a step back with the company. It sounds like uh, the AWS uh, boss is going to be taking over. I don't have his name in front of me. Uh, know him quite well. Uh, okay, there you go. And uh, so no, it seems Amazon is just uh, just firing on all cylinders. It'll be interesting, like I mentioned before. Um, how that translate in the upcoming years. But there seems to not be any signs of their business slowing down pretty much all the segments too.
0: Yeah, Andy Jassy is his name. He uh, pioneered AWS with Bezos right when it became a thing. And he's he's run that AWS segment into the cash cow that it has become. And a significant part of Amazon's business now, especially how they cash flow the business, is through AWS. So he's the he's the guy to do it, and he's the guy to take the throne from and, – and let's be clear here. I read in detail Jeff Bezos' final shareholder letter as the CEO, and he's stepping into his, his next role as the chairman. And nowhere in the letter does it say that he is – Going to be less involved. It basically is saying that he is determined to make Amazon a better company in X, Y, and Z. Like Bezos is not a guy who just doesn't seek excellence across what is his baby. I mean, he's not going. He's he's just doesn't want to be in the weeds anymore. He wants to make just high level decisions and focus on what he thinks he's good at, uh, quote unquote, from the from the letter.
1: Yeah. And I think he wants to spend a bit more time on his, uh, passion project blue origin as well. So I think it's trying fair. To, to balance those two things, right?
0: Fair, fair. That is, that is a good point. Uh, speaking of another e-commerce giant Canada's Shopify revenues more than doubled from this time last year, over 110%. So this company is also doing just so well. Uh, we, Every time we talk about Shopify on this show, they're doing better than ever, and, and that's to be expected. This company has all the right things going for it. Tobias Lutke is a genius, uh, and he has built an empire out of Ottawa and uh, just an incredible story. Gross, uh, volume so that is the, the total volume value of, of moods of uh, goods that are sold on the platform. 37 billion an increase of almost 20 billion so that's up 114 percent and that's the that's the gross merchant volume gmv that's the number that i would track if i was a a shopify shareholder and uh, i mean i don't even want to go down this path but every time we talk about shopify i wonder why i don't own shares and then i look at the valuation and find value better elsewhere for for the growth but uh i'm probably going to continue to be wrong on that that's all right okay simon now's our time we have a couple more companies here but now's our time to dump on the dumpster fire that is FaceDrive, our favorite fraud hanging out on the tsx venture
1: yeah, the company wants to become a tech giant and uh, is marketing itself like a tech giant, but uh, it's really it's really not uh, looking good. So they came out with earnings uh, yesterday evening. So the deadline for the filing for TSX Venture was midnight on uh, April 30th. So we're recording this on May 1st. Um, they came out with their earnings at 930. So just you know solid two hours and a half before the deadline Um, and 3.9 million in revenues uh, which was compared to 600,000 2019 so pretty good when you look at that top line but then once you start looking down it just gets worse worse and worse so a net loss of 17.8 million dollars versus 7 million in 2019 they had 8.9 million dollars in expenses specifically for sales and marketing Um, that's just mind-boggling when you have 3.9 million in revenue more than twice that is actually uh, expenses of sales and marketing and total operating expenses if you don't want to do the math was 22 million dollars for 3.9 million revenue and they had negative free cash flow of 10 million dollars and when you go on their website just that's a good indicator of a company not being very transparent you can't even find their earnings on their website so that's like one <laughs> that's like you the first thing that happens on their investor relation is you get a pop-up for the newsletter which i'm sure they just sham you all these like little publicity stunts and things like that but you can't really find their earnings so you have to go directly on cedar to go and locate the earnings and it's just yeah it's just a It's just disappointing that the TSX venture would allow this and a good example of the type of stuff they were doing. I Googled this week, um, just phase drive, just to see some of the articles that were written on them. And I found an article from the financial Post in uh, January of this year, and it seemed all glowing and very good on phase drive. But then in very small print, you see at the top that it's actually a paid article. So it looks legitimate. Yeah, but then as soon as you saw you see that you kind of realize that oh they actually paid for that and i think it's one of the few times that the co actually like comments is when it's paid stuff by them so anyways i'll let you dunk on them a little bit i think i've said enough on face drive ah
0: uh, you've said you've said it well this is a shit show man like I'm picturing, like, they released their earnings last night at 9.30, the deadline's at midnight. Like, I'm picturing a bunch of, like, college students just scrambling to get their paper in online before the midnight deadline. Like, that's what I'm picturing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they spent $8.9 million on marketing. Like, how much of that was promoting their stock in this pump and dump? Ugh. Yeah. This thing yep. got over five, I think it was like 5.5 5 billion in market cap mm-hmm. for at the time a company that was doing uh, $700,000 in, re- in in revenue, like 700,000. Yes, That's not a lot of money. That's not really. You'll probably <laughs> not, make not more even, than that with million. Stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stratosphere is clear. I, I should go public on the TSX Venture to pump myself to a billionaire. Um, okay moving on oh god that's just the worst company
1: ever let's move on to a real company so this one i've been getting a lot of people asking uh whether it's on the stratosphere community forums but also people pinging me on twitter um so i can't obviously everyone knows i own teledoc so i wouldn't be uh uh, kind of earnings roundup if I didn't talk about them so Tel dot organic revenue growth uh, 69% year-over-year and year. Um, that inc- excludes the Livongo acquisition so just to give a, an idea of how their business was doing so that obviously was pulled for a lot by the pandemic so there was a big uptake for uh, their services uh, the first quarter 453 million in revenue up 151 percent year over year um, revenue was up 18 percent sequentially from q4 2020 to q1 2021 the reason why i mentioning that is they did the acquisition of livongo at the beginning of q4 so they don't have a full quarter of leave last year but most of the quarter that acquisition was in um, so it shows that the leave on go acquisitions actually starting to uh, pay dividends Um, 51 million plus paid membership by insurers so they're expecting a slower growth in that uh, sector which is kind of normal because there was big growth last year again because of the pandemic 658,000 chronic care enrollment clients so that's directly from the Livongo acquisition I know they already had some services but that's going to be a big driver and those chronic care enrollments are really important because those type of customers actually will stay in their ecosystem for a long time and require care and those services that they offer are very attractive for insurers because they're usually less expensive than other alternatives um, there's 22 million members that enroll in visit fee only access so that's different from the paid membership uh, there's two type of kind of two type of uh, business model here uh, the utilization has gone up, which means that members are using the platform. They also raised their guidance for revenue, not a lot, but 1.97 billion to 2.02 billion. Um, the sell-off, and that's where most of the questions uh, were coming from, because they the stock went down about 10% the day they re- they released the earnings. Um, so it's most likely due to the increase in expenses, because in part of the Lavongo acquisition which is you know it's perfectly normal but it's something to keep an eye on in the this year and next year um, they're also launching new products they're expanding in new markets and there's a new data platform that they're working on um, there is a net loss of 200 million dollar which may sound big but it's mostly due to deferred income taxes and stock based compensation When you look at their free cash flow, it was only $20 million in the negative. Um, So it's a company that's investing a lot in growth, so I'm not too concerned by that. And, uh, you know, having talked about phase drive just before Teladoc, you can see the differences in a company that's growing quickly, but is reinvesting in the business and actually has a solid business model versus a company that's just, you
0: know, just promoting itself. From my opinion, and I don't follow the name as much as you, the long-term story remains intact. And if you own something like TeleDoc, which I think you could even agree on, the, the valuation got really stretched at the end of last year. Oh, yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. stock was crazy expensive. Um, and that happens, right? That These things happen with great companies. They look very overvalued at many times over their over there, it's time gone as a down. Public company,
1: yeah, it's gone down about forty percent from its peak. And uh, like yeah. you just said, that's mostly a valuation play. Uh, it's nothing really to panic about. And it's too bad if you bought near the peak. Obviously, we keep saying it valuation when they're stretched. I mean, if there's a slight pullback or a slight. It's like missing
0: the, expectations. Exactly.
1: Right? If there's anything that doesn't go perfect, then that's usually when you'll see a kind of pullback in uh, in the price of the stock. Not because uh, it's not a good company, it's just the expectations were so high. But uh, I was lucky. I sold pretty close to the top because I needed extra funds. And well, I thought I needed extra funds, so I was uh, proactive. Um, So I'm actually thinking of buying back those shares now at the current price because I like what I'm seeing. And, uh, you know, it's I don't have any reason to not believe management. I've owned it for several years and usually, you know, they're pretty, you know, they don't come up every single time on every single promise that they make, but they're pretty consistent in in just um, the execution of the business. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you have such a low cost basis on Teladoc, so uh,
1: yeah. I know, I know, you
0: I know, you tr- I know you trimmed a little bit, but I still yeah. know it's a fairly large position for you, and your cost basis is so low. And well done on this mm-hmm. name. I mean, you're probably the first one I even knew about owning this these shares of this company. So well done.
1: So Restaurant Brands International, that's a company I wanted to talk about because uh, I know it has a Canadian flavor to it, and a lot of people have asked me about it in the past, and it has one of their brands is an iconic Canadian brand, Tim Orton's, so I had a quick look at their earnings, um, so this is just a quick overview, Uh, it is definitely a slower growth business, so keep that in mind, compare some to the names we've talked previously, So, they had Maybe if they didn't sell
0: coffee that tasted like bath water, (laughs) <laughs> they could improve some of their sales
1: yeah exactly i mean it, it's not high growth so 1.4 percent increase in sales, driven mostly by popeye's louisiana chicken um which increased by seven percent tim horton's sales were down 4.9 percent um the company does believe that uh, tim Orton should pick back up as the economy reopens they're looking to launch new products and there they have a back to basic plan so hopefully for them that works out Uh, burger king sales increase 1.8 percent something to look at if you're interested in the company they do have quite a bit of debt on the balance sheet so you want to keep an eye on that the maturity the interest expense and so on Um, they are free cash flow positive but keep an eye on the payout ratio when it comes to their dividend because it did exceed hundred percent last year um, it was not above 100% prior years, so we can kind of give them a pass for last year with the pandemic. But it is something to to keep an eye on. Um, I know a lot of people kind of are interested in that. They know the name, they know the the business, at least for Tim Hortons. But uh, you know, it was I guess decent in terms of results if you factor in the pandemic and how it affected uh, some of their franchises.
0: Popeye's Chicken has been carrying this business for a while now. I think it's been pretty much the source of all growth.
1: Yeah, last year they had like a a crazy increase. I think Q1, Q2 last year was like the only thing giving them like staying, helping them staying afloat in terms of sales growth or not. I think it was actually slightly negative, but it was the only thing kind of keeping them up. Yeah,
0: the Popeye's brand was up like over 40% on revs. And it's because of that Popeye's chicken uh, sandwich that went viral
1: yeah yeah exactly i've i've tried have you tried it? i haven't tried it's them.
0: good man it's, yeah, it's good it's really good like i'm not gonna lie and then everyone all the quick serve restaurants jumped on the chicken sandwich hype train after popeyes just kind of crushed it
1: yeah yeah exactly um and then the last one i wanted to touch on quickly i won't go into too much detail but uh Canadian National Rail, obviously, um, their earnings got released. The CEO talked again about the uh, offer that they did for Kansas City Southern, saying pretty much the same thing that their offer creates more value for Kansas City Southern, and the same thing I mentioned on the last podcast about them, how you know they don't see that as anti-competitive, that it should be more competitive against uh, trucking. Um, you know, I'm a shareholder that's all nice and dandy i'm not sure the regulators will actually see it the same way um if they do that's that's great Uh, but in terms of their revenues they were basically flat last year which is kind of normal there was a lot of disruption in supply chains Uh, the economy took a dive early in the year last year their free cash flow was a bit down nothing too major as well but uh, overall there were pretty solid results considering that uh, any rail company, any trucking company, anything like that will be very de- dependent on how the economy is going. So I'm expecting um, that uh, Canadian National Rail should have a pretty good year this year if the economy keeps uh, picking up. So it'll be interesting what the results are for 2021. And also interesting what happens with that, <laughs> that Kansas City Southern. That I don't think will be resolved anytime soon. I can see that taking the whole year, if not beyond that, yeah.
0: I hope it gets really dramatic and, like, there could be a documentary about, you know, Canadians are so nice, but look at us have these crazy railroad wars. I I can picture it already. If I was, I guess CP could do the same thing, but if I was CN or CP, I would be going to the feds with how good for it, the environment it is. And I know they've mentioned that, but connecting those ports and those countries of connecting all of North America, including Mexico, is a lot better than trucking environmentally. From a greenhouse gas perspective, rail is great. And they should be crunching the numbers on how much CO2 reduction it is when they move goods via rail in this new network than trucking. Uh, that's how I'd position it. You throw it as an ESG play and the feds will be all over it. Yeah,
1: especially with Biden in the States now, they're really making a a big push with their infrastructure plan. But also um, just overall, they're getting back into those international agreements for greenhouse gases reduction. So I'm sure there is definitely some openness there. But I think it's also going to be a lot of resistance from uh, especially the U.S. regulators. Um, They tend to be very intense when they perceive a lack of competition or and merger that will reduce the competition in a certain industry so i really don't know what way it's gonna go if anyone knows you know feel free to enlighten us Uh, (laughs) but it will be something i feel like the cp and cn will
0: just be going at it in the the upcoming months for sure we need the drama i love it well i mean yeah they should attack it from an esg perspective uh I do greenhouse gas calculations for my entire career. I'm an environmental engineer. Maybe uh, I need to get hired as the PR person here. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. There you go,
1: consultant.
0: Consul- <laughs> I've moved on to a consulting role. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Canadian Investor Pod Index that we made last year. Now, we have a 12 month reporting period now of this index so if you are a new listener and weren't listening to the show last uh, last may last june we made the canadian investor pod index which basically was listeners could send us their favorite stock or idea just one so this is an entirely listener based portfolio simon and i included some names ourselves like i think we had three or four three names each as well that we put in there. So, like, I put in Consolation Software, of course. Uh, Simon, I think you put in, like, Etsy and Chewy. and the, You put in all the best performers, honestly. Not to say Consolation didn't do very well during that time period, but um, uh, there's been some winners. Like, Pinterest killed it. Okay, so let's talk about it. If you invested $10,000 into the TCI Index, and I'll tell you what those names are in a second, you'd have... Fifteen thousand eight hundred eighty-six dollars compared to the Vanguard S and P five hundred, only fourteen thousand. So you made an extra. Well, it was fourteen thousand three hundred fifty-one. You made an extra fifteen hundred bucks in the TCI index. So if you're listening at home, pat yourself on the back. We did exceptionally well. Beat the index, and it's mostly Canadian names too, which is even better because the Canadian index massively underperformed during this time. So we were, we were fighting against a a challenge. There is some U S businesses. Okay. So I did some back testing because I'm an absolute nerd. So here's, you got the spreadsheet in front of you there, Simon. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about what the names are and I'm going to list them in best performance to worst performance. Every, I'm surprised
1: for a few names on there. Just, uh, yeah, the best performers specifically.
0: Yeah, no, it, they're pretty surprising. Um, yeah, anyway, so it's it's 25 names that we put in the index based on your your guys' picks. So we were pretty, I'd say we were pretty like uh, just open to whatever ideas you guys had. So I'm going to list them from best to worst in terms of performance. Every single pick ended up with a positive return during this time period, which is pretty remarkable of a portfolio of 25 names. So good work, team. Appreciate you guys. Okay, so here we go. Afria, the weed company, I, they, they quietly strung along an exceptional year uh, or during this time period, up 282%. According to my back test. And I think I did say, I mean I'm really cherry picking some stuff here. I did say that if I was to own a weed company, it would probably be Afria. I don't know if it's the best performing one, but it's up two hundred and eighty two percent.
1: Which uh they just announced that the um, the shareholder approved the merger with um I uh, have it right here the till
0: for with Tilray. Oh so with Afria- Tilray.
1: Yeah, yeah, did what just got approved, I think, uh, yesterday or the day before. So I uh, just got a little note on Africa. Huh.
0: Cool. Interesting. Okay. So there's there some consolidation happening in this industry right now. Okay. So, yeah, Afria, the winner, runner up with a mind boggling 221% during this time. Pinterest. I think this was a U pick. I, think you I threw, believe so. Yeah. I think you threw mm-hmm. this one in here. You must I, have I'm had, not surprised. You must have had some insight from your fiance using this thing or something. <laughs> That's everyone's Pinterest yeah. story is their wife uses it.
1: Yeah, I use it too, actually. I use it for oh, like cooking. Oh, there it is. I like cooking. I like doing recipes. So um, <laughs> I get a lot of inspiration for Pinterest. But one of the big thing about Pinterest is it's such a great platform for advertisers because people are like almost looking for advertisements when they go on there, right? For pictures so true. and ideas. And um, so, and they're just starting to monetize it. So I think it's a company that uh, will be interesting to keep an eye on going for.
0: It is built for ads. I mean, the ads actually provide the, the, like they improve the service, not take yeah, away no, yeah. from it, which not is not like Twitter, not like, tw- Oh God, let's not go there. <laughs> it actually improves the service you're right mm, because if yeah. you're if you're looking for some arts and crafts thing and then all of a sudden an ad pops up it's like hey by the way if you're building this you're going to need this piece of x and here it is you can buy it right now e-commerce delivery to your house it's pretty genius okay i'm going to i'm going to talk about the third top 3 here and then we'll just rifle through them cuz we don't have all day brp ticker to. It's also listed in the US as DO with an extra O. The do manufacturer, the ATV manufacturer, the extreme, the, the, what is that called? What am I thinking of? Utility vehicles. That's what I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah. Like
1: the four wheelers and stuff? Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I own some and I can't, I'm just blanking right now. Yeah. The good part of the Bombardier business that That's they right. sold off. Yeah. They stripped the best part of the Bombardier <laughs> business, which was Bombardier Recreational Products, a.k.a. BRP, which is the Sea-Doo brand and, you know, the best part of the business. And it has done so good during the pandemic. I mean, who's surprised that these outdoor vehicles are crushing it right now? Uh, the Sea-Doo brand has such a good foothold in recreational water sports. That stock is up 171% this was my pick simon
1: well done well done so we
0: were top two of the the top three i don't know who did afria but thank you for carrying the weight all right next we have chewy the pet e-commerce business jd.com the massive e-commerce company in china spotify i did that one as well up 66 percent. shopify up as well that much parklawn corporation morbid business. Stella Jones Stella Jones, I mean, who of course they're up big 50%, they sell lumber products and the commodity of lumber has gone mental. Uh, Canopy Growth Corp, Brookfield Renewable. Mastercard has low pro done a 40% return during this time period. That's pretty good. Uh Brookfield up 36 Brookfield up 36%, Constellation Software up 35%. Oh, God, I will never sell a share of Constellation software till the day I die, I bet you. Uh, Moody's Corporation, the Descartes Group, Roper Technologies, which is like also very similar to Constellation. They buy software businesses. Church and Dwight, Air Canada was up 22%. TELUS, Canadian Apartment REIT, CN Rail, Ench House Systems up 15%. That business is cheap right now, by the way. Algonquin power the utility up seven and a half, and the worst performing is still up almost seven percent, which is Digital Realty Trust, the uh, the REIT that does. I think that was uh, one of data mine centers. too.
1: So um, I get the I get the wars, but I, Chewy was also mine. So I, you know, I, I win some, you lose some.
0: I think you pulled your weight, and it's not like it was down; it was is still up a bunch. So uh, just a couple another quick facts, and I think this is an important takeaway before we go here, is that in this portfolio of 25 stocks, which is a, you know, a reasonable stock portfolio, it's probably pretty average in terms of number of holdings. It's more than I'd like to own, but I say that and I own pretty much 25 names, so I'm just a hypocrite. Okay, so Afria, if you invested it, you made over $1,000 cash. Now, Pinterest, $885 cash in terms of, like, realized gains if you were to sell it. Now, what I think is an important takeaway here is that so much of the gains were from just a few names that you let ride, and that is exactly what I think will happen in most portfolios, is that your winners will really win and that's going to drive so much return in your portfolio and uh I think that's an important takeaway Simon
1: Yeah yeah no that's uh that's a really good point I mean you're not going to do well on all of your picks um and what's going to happen is some are going to carry the uh the portfolio uh, more than others and that's especially true when uh, people were are looking at you know we're not venture capitalists, but venture capitalists—that's exactly what they would do, right? They probably will have out of ten, maybe one big winner. The rest are maybe a couple of them are breaking even, and then they lose their money completely on a few of them. But that big winner just makes up for all of the other bets. Right. Uh, obviously, it's different when you have larger companies that are more established. But um, it just goes to show you're going to have some that really outperform the market. And some that maybe something unforeseen happens that you didn't factor in and they just don't perform well.
0: Yeah, you're going to have a couple home runs that are going to drive your portfolio. You're going to have a couple seven RBI, three home run from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. type of games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. guy's, he's exceptional right now. Can we, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah. Can we just give that a little shout out to Vladdy Guerrero Jr. for a Blue Jays fan? All oh, right. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We finally did the TCI pod index update. We haven't forgot about it. I know a lot of people have wondered what's happened with the performance of this fake portfolio of companies. And there you go. There it is. An earnings season has wrapped, well, not wrapped up, but the big tech companies have reported this week. It has not wrapped up. It's just really just getting started. Uh, and the law of large numbers doesn't exist, apparently. So that's, a, that's an important takeaway. If you go to getstockmarket.com, you'll go to stratosphere you can sign up for free you can see the companies that i'm investing in with my own money and software tools for your own research if you're a long-term self-directed investor it could be very useful for you that is GetStockMarket.com. we will see you next week take care
1: the canadian investor is not to be taken as investment advice Braden or simon may own securities mentioned on this podcast Always make sure to do your own research and due diligence before making investment decisions.